1: Here we go, here we go, here
2: we go, here we go. This is it This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Hotbody Dawson. Pow pow pow.
1: I'm Sam Misty Delaney, so what?
2: Um yeah, welcome on Friday episode, slightly delayed. Apologies for that because Sam, you've been suffering from what you described as some kind of excitement illness.
1: Yeah, it was an as excitement excitement slash Prague. exhaustion. Like you can get exhausted from excitement. It's happened to me on numerous occasions in the past, and this was particularly bad because you know I'm I'm not getting any younger, and obviously, I've just been away for a couple of days on what was a pretty epic journey across the continent. Um, concluding,
2: fog esque, yeah,
1: concluding in. Well, not concluding him, but like involving watching my team fucking win a European trophy. First time I've seen us lift really? a trophy other than the fucking Inter Toto Cup, <laughs> right? In my whole career sporting was down. So and then, but then like the journey home was fucking really intense as well. And you're like emotionally and physically exhausted. And uh And then this morning it just hit me. I got to bed, got got home late last night. The flight was cancelled, had to rebook Mm. onto another fucking flight, just got on it, scraped on it, and got home really late and obviously stayed up just watching highlights of the game, which I'd done all the way home as well. And then this morning I got up and thought I was all right, take the dog for a walk. Go by the river, reflect on things. Just get
2: back to normal life. I thought it'd be yeah. no
1: problem, and Easy. then suddenly Keep I the had switch. a funny turn. I broke out in a cold mm-hmm. sweat, lay on the bed, and then I got heartburn so bad that I genuinely thought I might be having a heart attack because I couldn't swallow. My heart was burning. I had all this acid coming up my my chest and throat, and uh, yeah, I saw Tommy like, Tompkins. It was it was from mainly from the chest. And the throat, my stomach didn't feel oh. too bad. But there was like, I thought I, it was like I had rabies. There was foam coming out. I couldn't swallow anything. Oh. My heart was racing. I was in a cold sweat. So I shouted down, thank God my missus was here, my good wife. I went, ah, oh, get me some gavis gum. <laughs> Quick, pronto. <laughs> uh, oh, the yeah. Amazon one in Europe. I've got cockneyitis." Quick, it's- go down to chemist and get me ten pound of eels and a bottle of gamiscon, <laughs> and stick the
2: kettle on for fuck's sake. I need to get me cockney levels up again.
1: Mm. <laughs> I'm drained. I'd sweated out all my cockney. But, oh yeah, God! One, I have one question. Yeah,
2: I've, I've got only one question. Did you smoke any fags when you were there?
1: I smoked. <sighs> Let's do an audit. I think I must have smoked over eight lucky strikes on my trip. <laughs> and for the Excellent. for the first time in my entire life, because obviously I started this smoking thing last year in the Europa League semi-final in Frankfurt. And that's when I got the yeah. taste. And I did consider, as you know, I strongly considered taking up smoking aged I'd have been 47 then. Full, I thought I'll full be time. I'll yeah. be a late life smoker. I could imagine like a sort of 3000 word essay in the Guardian Saturday magazine oh, with a picture yeah. of me like walking in a park, do you know what I mean, next to a rose bush furtively smoking a cigarette and the headline mm. just says I decided to become a late life smoker and I've a written, wild
2: smoker. Yeah, only wild sm- smoker. Only smoking outdoors.
1: More and more men in their forties, in their late forties, are deciding to take up smoking outdoors for the first time, both for their mental health and their physical pleasure. <laughs>
2: physical, <laughs> pleasure. <laughs> Look at the physical health. Um, Fuck
1: you. Yeah, man. no. So I actually, when we got, yeah. For those who don't know, like the journey, I won't bore you with like exactly what happened along the way. There was all sorts of incidents that will no doubt come out over the course of the next two to three hundred episodes here and there as they occur to me yeah but um we'd flown to munich on tuesday night and then stayed i stayed the, i stayed the night in i can honestly say the worst hotel i've ever stayed in which i thoroughly that's en- what you were expecting though wasn't yeah, it? yeah i thoroughly enjoyed it It really delivered yeah it really delivered i would have been disappointed because i'd really bigged it up to my mate who i was sharing the room with on the way I was like, I'm telling you, this hotel is the worst hotel I could possibly find. I actually made an effort and he was like, brilliant. That's all that is. That's great news. (laughs) And uh, our (laughs) other mate had booked a separate hotel and it was almost competitive. He said, mine will be shitter. Right. And we were sort of like, no, 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 you don't understand. Mine's like a junkie and proza hotel. Right. And so we were competitive and who had the shitter hotel and we fucking won it. Hands down. Because we got into ours really late do you want to briefly at night.
2: review it for us? Do you, want, do you want to tell us what the highlights or lowlights of it was?
1: Well, it was like you came out of this main station and you walked like about 30 yards and there was a few nice-looking all-right hotels dotted around and then ours was just a doorway with a buzzer and a heavy really? metal door. Lots of <laughs> junk and rubbish and crap ephemera in the doorstep. And <laughs> terrible people hanging around, blocking my way in. So that was the first thing where I was thought, this is good. They are terrible
2: people. I thought, we will not move. I thought,
1: this is good. This is really good. <laughs> this is just what I wanted. <laughs> yeah. So I just looked at my mate as we approached and raised my eyebrows with a smile. <laughs> <laughs> and then we had to fucking buzz to be let in. Buzz, buzz. <laughs> Uh, yeah after ages yeah hello we're booking in ah uh, that was literally all we heard ah uh, and then after ages <laughs> they let us in and then it was basically like a block of flats we got in a tiny lift the sort where you're like fucking touching knob to knob practically to fit in it
2: right
1: go up to like the fifth floor of this tower block and there's just a little hatch with a man behind it it's very like the hotel they have to check in in planes trains and automobiles probably worse actually and he looks at us he's got like a security plastic thing sliding thing in front of him presumably because people sometimes come and try and shoot him or something mm. and uh wh- one of the nice touches was was that to check in he had a he had a pad with details that i had to fill in for ages there was no computer they didn't have a computer mate they had a pad and i had Brilliant. to fill in my name so my the- postcode my jet, adre- yeah. like fucking loads passport of shit. Passport number, passport number, Did he everything. Take the passport off you? No, thank God. I wouldn't have given it him.
2: Fucking hell!
1: Uh, it went on for ages, and then we got up to the room, and there were room, and I, you know, the beds. We had to go up another flight of stairs. We got into this little room, and literally the train tracks were outside our window. And every time a train went past, the whole room rattled. I know that sounds like a <laughs> cliche from a film, but that's literally what happened. But despite that, it was also it was it was boiling hot. It was hotter. It felt like being in a hotel inside the center of the sun, right? <laughs> uh, but so you had to open the window. But if you open the window, it felt like a train was going through your room every five minutes. The beds mm. were like the beds you see in prison. They were like the beds that Fletch sleep in, in fucking porridge, right? Just metal yeah. frames and a mattress. They weren't bunks were they? No, they weren't. But there was two of them next to metal frames right next to each other. And, All like, right. mattresses that were, I would say, a centimetre deep.
2: Rizzler thin.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> what were the other highlights? Then there was one little sink. And I'm like, where's the fucking Kazi in the shower? Of course, Andy, it's down the hallway. Shared. It's fucking yes. shared with every other cunt there. Horrible. Um, there also seemed to be in the bathroom communal toothpaste and one gigantic toothbrush that looks like the sort of toothbrush they, they brush horses teeth with. <laughs> I said to my mate this is about 1 in the morning I said come up and have a fucking look at this come and have a, a, a pipe in the fucking bathroom toothbrush. there's a shared toothbrush he goes that's a fucking horse toothbrush I said I know we're all supposed to share it <laughs> luckily I brought my own it was amazing. <laughs> Good thinking. <laughs> yeah, uh, there was communal everything in there, so that was that night. No, no one died. We didn't get murdered in our beds, but we had considered it. We did think, you know, we might, we might have to fight our way out of here. Um, but then we the, other, resit- the other
2: question was: was was after after the match? Did you go back to Munich for the second night then, or where did you stay for the second night? uh,
1: Yeah, we stayed in. Probably had a really nice Airbnb. It was actually good Ah, logistics that you would have been proud of, mate. Because the hotel, hotels, even the mad hotel, like the sort of three star hotels, were going crazy prices in the centre of town. Mm. Like as soon as we're what's if I like the flights, you know, and people were paying five hundred quid for pre-poxy hotels. No one thought to go on Airbnb. I went on Airbnb and I got this like loft apartment. It was almost like it was quite trendy. And it had like a, right. a balcony that looked out over the city, fantastic views, and you know, and um, it was walking distance from the stadium. We fucking walked back after oh. the game through the dark nighttime Strolled streets. Home. Yeah, it was amazing because yeah, really. you stay in the stadium for a couple of hours, just you know, having a right old knees yeah. up. And then afterwards, I just fucking... It was like late, and you're strolling through the beauty... I mean, Prague's a beautiful city. And you're just walking back, and it's like one in the morning. You're walking through Prague, just walking back from winning the final. And along the way, At, um, you're on these quiet streets. But good. once in a while, because everyone's sort of, you know, split away and different times to different places. But you're walking along, mm. and I'd bump into people in the street. 1am in fucking Prague. You're on the other side of Europe, right? And you'd see one person coming the other way. And as they got closer... It would be like this. Hello, mate. And it's like just some <laughs> fucking bloke you've known for years. Do you know what I yeah. mean? And you're just on some Brilliant. dark street in fucking Prague in the middle of the night. And that happened to me yeah. like a few times on my stroll home. And then we got home and I sat on the balcony overlooking the twinkling nighttime lights of the um, Prague skyline. I put my feet up. I cracked open a naught percent Czechy beer and I sparked mm. up a lucky strike <laughs> 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 and put my feet up on the van and sat with two of my best oldest mates who I've been going for years and just fucking drank it all in. Um, life, yeah.
2: Kaiser. We are celebrating life.
1: Yeah, and I, that's it. I and it's. I think it's the first time in my life I bought, a, and actually because last year I was just poncing fags. This year I, they actually said, this year you've got to buy some fags. So as soon as we'd got yeah. to our Airbnb, we went straight across the street to the local bodega and we stocked up on things, you know, water and whatnot. Mm. Loads of snacks that we just left and didn't touch. I bought all, s- in my excitement, I was obviously just doing, it was like me going on one of my Instagram spending sprees. I bought every item in the bodega <laughs> <laughs> chewing gum, J cloths, the lot, right? <laughs> I did buy bread, like loads of bread, not even sliced bread that you needed to slice up, wasn't touched, just left it there as a gift for the next cunt. Mm. But I bought a packet of Lucky Strike. And only, our, and there was these Chinese people who were running the bodega, this couple, and they were terribly friendly. And it was only once we left and got back to Airbnb, we realised that they'd charged us about £120 for our bag of groceries <laughs> and smiled <laughs> while they were doing it, the fucking cunts. <laughs> smiled while they robbed you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that was funny. Yeah, but I'm I was going to say, did
2: they? Um- did, did any of the fans bring it up right piano for the knees up in the stadium yeah, yeah. afterwards? Yeah, there was
1: one in the old town square. There was one in the old town square <laughs> afterwards. There was some great, there was some great, um, cockney behavior in the old town square before the game. we got there, it's a lovely square, that quite late, fucked off, got checked into our Airbnb, and then. We were actually quite near the stadium, but we thought, no, we've got to go into town. So we got a metro into the, into the town square and, again, just, like, met up with, like, loads of people. And that's where there was some amazing scenes. It was boiling fucking hot. Tropical heat, right? Tropical yeah. fucking heat. Like, you're dripping with sweat. Like, you want to have a shower every time. You get... You know, like, that heat where you have a shower, you put on fresh clothes, but five minutes later you think, I need to change my T-shirt again, right? Mm. Um, but there was... I was like, let's see, in my mind, I was like, I'm going to see if I can spot the ultimate Cockney that has come here. And I did really Good quick. idea. Because everyone was in shorts, some people in their flip-flops, some people with, like, no top on at all. It was that kind of heat. But Ultra Cockney was dressed in jeans boots um and a padded quilted sort of puffer jacket with a sort of mike reed style polar neck underneath chain hanging on the outside and flat cap what yeah and uh and his nose his nose was one of those noses that had been broken a minimum of 18 times but he was younger yeah. than me and i thought i said look at this cunt he's walked all the way here straight from his morning shift on billingsgate market he's He's pulled a midnight till fucking four at Billingsgate and then come directly to Prague without getting changed. I said, Go up to him, he will definitely have some fucking snide sea bass in his inside pocket that he will <laughs> he will later attempt to buy a beer with and get and get into a remonstration with a Czech barman that he won't accept fish in return for beer. <laughs>
2: Did he seem to be affected by the heat, or was he just fine with it?
1: He didn't seem at all bothered. I, I watched him for yeah. ages. I, I just right. stood and watched it. I was awestruck. I mean, I was in a T-shirt and shorts, and I thought I was going to faint with heat. And this man was just completely unbothered. He was there. He was like, this is what I wear. These are my clothes. He's like the Fonz. Every day gets up and <laughs> wears the same outfit. This
2: is my uniform. He's yeah. like,
1: I'm not getting changed. Heat isn't, isn't important to me. Do you think they were worried about heat during the Blitz? I doubt it. That was the last thing on their mind. (laughs) Excellent stuff.
2: Jalapeno. Here's a Brief But Annoying message to let you know that you wouldn't be hearing this Brief But Annoying message if you were a
1: subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clement's each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes lots of other marvellous benefits and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your tics. Find
2: out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash iron filings.
0: Jalapeño. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online.
2: Jalapeño And the match itself I mean I watched it with my boy It was very enjoyable uh, I mean Fairy tale stuff Last minute winner You know Even Even yeah. if you'd won it 2-1 Normally Yeah It would, still it be
1: would great, have been but great But that was
2: just A fucking beautiful
1: Yeah it was Such beautiful a great ending. way to win it Especially as it was like I felt that You know Obviously West Ham didn't play very well at all And They dominated possession I mean, obviously, my memories of the game are Haze, It was extremely high tension. Do you know what I mean? And we had amazing seats. I mean, I was lucky. I'd, I'd blagged, as as everyone knows, there's hardly any fucking tickets available for West Ham fans, and I'd blagged hospitality seats. So when we went to the actual game, we had to fucking. Did I tell you what the, we got? It was we 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 had access through the tickets that I'd got. We had access to um a Europe the UEFA hospitality suite. Right.
2: No, you never. You just said you had tickets. I didn't know they were that, that that kind and, of
1: level. And we got, and so we got this thing with the instructions before the game, or like a few days before we left, and we were shitting ourselves about dress code, and it said under dress code, right? right. Business slash cocktail, right? That's all <laughs> That's it said. You. that's all it said it didn't say anything else cocktail I cannot tell you how much (laughs) fucking time and mental energy we spent me and my two mates over the last week trying to fucking work out what business cocktail meant and we were so excited to have these tickets we didn't want anything to jeopardise it and we thought imagine if we get all the way there and then we get fucking turned away because we haven't dressed correctly right and I was harking back to my school prom of 1991 when that fucking cunt Mr. Morrison who had an agenda against me anyway because he didn't like mm. my swagger and schwa de vie right he hadn't been pe- he hadn't successfully he hadn't successfully fucking ground the living out loud from me which he had done to nope. uh, which he prided himself on doing right yeah he was one of these teachers he was a fucking miserable cunt he was depressed and he didn't want he, he resented more than the naughty kids he resented any kid wanted to live out loud. Because he thought, why yeah. should they? I'm going to tell them that life's a grind. Life life's is miserable. Not like yeah. And I'm going to fucking rip the joy out of this cunt. And he's clocked me first day, and he's looking, look at that joyful cunt, swaggering around, laughing at stuff, fucking mm. always having a lollipop. Uh, f- I'll fucking deal with him. And he didn't. So when it came to prom, I've turned up in Chino's, I can't remember the shoes but they were leather shoes right they weren't trainers and a shirt button down shirt that's it hanging out but that was the style in those days of course it was the cunts turned me away he went it's suits and I went there's loads of people walking in here without full suits this is this is smart it's not jeans it's not jeans let me in you're not coming in and I'm looking over his shoulder and I'm seeing all my mates all the lovely ladies that I was hoping to finger that night all having the time of their lives some of them clearly not adhering to the letter of the dress code but poor old fucking fish cake gets turned away and I'm literally nose up to the window looking through the window fucking wishing and do you know what I had to do? I had to just wait because I knew there was an after party and I didn't want to miss out on it so I waited for the prom to finish outside the school and waited for everyone to come out I didn't want to relive that, Andy. So we took suits with us, and we were Chilling. fucking sweltering. Yeah. We were sweltering. It was hell. You, you don't. You want. You don't. You don't want to be hot, but also you want to be mobile. No one knows what's going to happen at a European Conference League final. You need to be mobile. you were wearing a suit for it. Yeah, that's what it said. But it said business cocktail. So I asked around. People said that means suit. So I turned up in a suit. We got in, we got our wristbands on, they checked us out. We got into this fucking hell tent, which is what it was, right? You think it's going to be all like <laughs> fucking, mis- you know, Ambassador, you're already spoiling us with this Ferrero Rocher. In fact, uh, it was a fuck. It There was cunts in West Ham shirts, cunts in Fiorentina yeah. shirts, drunk people falling over. I mean, the food was... A, there was a good spread of food, I will say that for them. And there were free drinks, Right. And there was cake. Excellent. There was cake. And I had a double... Check cake? Yeah, there was three Heineken zero. I had a couple of them. I had some potato salad. And then I had a a double espresso, all three, and a load of cake. Pre-match cake, mate. It was fucking lovely. (laughs) I had loads of pre-match cake. But it was hell. And you look around, I go, UEFA is the most disgusting and corrupt fucking like all, i mean we know that already but there's this huge fucking tent we were we had severe imposter syndrome on the way there right thinking oh everyone's going to be thinking in this fancy place what are these cunts doing there right when we got there you realize every cunt in there is on the league like no one's yeah. supposed to be there no one is born everyone has leaked in everyone's just making the most of it why not you know i did and they've got this fucking geezer who looks like the European head of marketing on the turntables just blasting out the loudest fucking Euro house music but like the worst sort that you can't even hear yourself think the <laughs> lights are so dark and this is at 6.30 in the evening that you can't see what you're eating you literally can't see your food I missed my mouth you couldn't even see your own kick I, miss, I dropped potato salad down my fucking jacket mate because I couldn't fucking see where my mouth was right <laughs> Right, and then see your own mouth. I'm like, this is fucking this is disgusting. <laughs> this place is ludicrous. Let's get out. Let's just get in the stadium. Then, just as you think it can't get any worse, some fucking little fat cunt comes out playing a saxophone, but like run he's playing is a saxophone live <laughs> along to the house music, right? The house music is extremely <laughs> oppressive, right? It's really oppressive music, right? And then this geezer's come out, old geezer, looks like Benny the Blue from fucking Top Cat, and he's got a saxophone, and he's got it round his neck, and he's going... <laughs> and he's fucking running up to people on the dance floor, but no one's dancing cause it's before the game, so people are just walking across the dance floor with, like, a beer in one hand and a plate of their fucking food in the other, and he's running up to them and playing the saxophone in their face and doing his hips, like, fucking oh. dancing with his hips, right? And the Italians and the Czechs are just, like, looking awkward. Like, ha, 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 please leave me. And then he's going up to fucking West hands And they're going, get the fuck out of my way, you fucking weirdo. Right? And I'm thinking... I was going to say, he's, he's looking he's looking nosy wasn't there? I know. I was like, who the fuck are you over? Plans this shit. Right, I'm just checking on plans for the fucking... Uh, for the hospitality tent at the Conference League. You've got the tent, yeah? And have you done the light into my specification? Nice and dark. Yeah, right. And we've got the head of marketing spinning the wheels of steel. Now, have you booked the saxophonist? we It's very important. There's going to be VIPs there. We have to have a live saxophonist to play along to the music. If not, people are going to feel short-changed. If you can't get the best saxophonist in the Czech Republic, get the second best one. And money's no fucking... I thought, I bet that geezer's being paid loads of money. Everyone's being paid loads oh, of money. Yeah. And the whole thing was a fucking... Anyway, I can't complain because I've but got it. I've got same it same and I've got though, access the same to same time, the game. If
2: if you, if you and I were to sit down and, and just with a blank piece of paper and say, What would a UEFA with VIP tent look like? Yeah. We'd probably come up with that. Yeah.
1: It's like in jest I think there's a bit in um in Star Wars, in one of the like newer Star Wars films where they fly off to some planet that's supposed to represent the very worst extremes of capitalism gone bananas, where it's like a casino planet where they sort of enslave children and animals for their entertainment and it's just sort of a grotesque depiction of when wealth and greed get out of control and it was a bit like that not in terms of the decadence but it was just Just like like, it was just mad anyway so I stepped outside had a lucky (laughs) strike didn't I I thought I was like this (laughs) I'm going to have to have a fag after this lads calm me nerves (laughs) I just went in the stadium Uh, and in the stadium where we were uh, we had incredible seats but it was all mixed there was a West Ham and then there was a Fiorentina and where we were it was pure nosy territory and uh, yeah I thought at a couple of points it was going to fucking get get a bit nosy and we were right in the middle but it was alright it was fine the the Italian fans just sat uh, didn't really sink just sort of like but so there was such, no
2: there was no no Peter Wheeling went on. There was no Peter
1: Wheeling, no, not at all. I mean, to be honest, even in the town, you didn't see many Fiorentina fans at all. It was just loads of West Ham fans. And uh Although I did see our old mate Jeff Turner. You know Jeff Turner from the Cockney Rejects? You've you've had it oh, we oh, had yeah. him on TalkSport. I'm sure you were there when we had him on TortSport once. Do you yeah, not know I've told you about him if not, but he is like one of the funniest blokes ever. I think that one of the Turner brothers was one of the knockers on, you know, that legendary documentary about the knockers. Um, And he's, Jeff Turner's like lead singer in Cockney Rejects. And he was there um, filling me in on, he went, them silly Italians in their hoods tried to turn over a pub last night. They got cleaned out. But make sure if things go wrong tonight, it's going to get a little bit nasty in the town (laughs) centre. (laughs) <laughs> i see the italians in their hoods but no i didn't well, see I
2: look, it looked like west ham like seriously outnumbered fiorentina from what i oh, saw yeah of it. like but, but you
1: know right? i think florence is not a big place really it's like a town i mean it's mm, a true. lovely place but it's like a town in fucking tuscany it's like playing mm. stroud fc it's like playing forest green fucking rovers i mean you know obviously they're a good club with a great history i'm not not belittling them in that sense, but yeah, they didn't, they, they their end were like, you know what, they're like the Italian fans with their drums and all the rest of it. They were very noisy in their end, but out and about around the town and the stage, we didn't really see many of them at all. Um, mm. But yeah, it was nice. It was actually just a really nice atmosphere, the most part, all over the town and the travel. And then on the way home, they just fucking cancelled our flights at like t- twenty minutes notice, and tried to put was that re- from
2: Prague strip back to no no to we had to get there. we stayed the night yeah.
1: and then we yesterday morning I got a train all the way from Prague to Munich again another How six but- hour I mean, flight fucking six hour train ride then straight to the airport. Everyone of course apart from me and my mate Dan we're like fucking um we're uh, like hungover on the train. So most people were just, yeah, completely fucking out of it. And then, uh, and then we all got to the airport. There was like hundreds of West Ham fans doing that same route. So Munich Airport yesterday was full of West Ham fans. And literally as we were approaching the gate, we all got emails saying that flight's cancelled, cunts. But don't worry, we Fuck. booked you on another flight, right? And to meet, but all of us on different ones, right? So I'm with two mates. One all of right. us, they said, you can go to Frankfurt now and then go straight home from there. But you'll have to fucking run. Especially between flights, because you'll only have 10 minutes to change at Frankfurt. Oh, great. To me, they've gone, we're flying you to Frankfurt, but guess what, cunt? You're not fucking going anywhere tonight. We've put you up in a fucking hotel in Frankfurt for the night, and you can fly home tomorrow. And then my third mate, this was the best, he went... Guess where you're going? We've just put you on a flight to Warsaw. That's right, in Poland. Right next to where there's a fucking geopolitical crisis going on. We're flying <laughs> you right into the middle of it. We're putting you up in some fucking Polish hotel for the night. And then if you're lucky, we'll fly you home from there tomorrow. Yeah, it's going to take six hours in total. <laughs> <laughs> what a
2: fucking palaver. Yeah.
1: Uh, wow. So the, so the whole fucking place went bananas. You can imagine there was arguments going on for the... Fucking Aero, what are they called the German airline. Anyway, yeah, I just fucking had to book myself onto Aero Flot. No, it wasn't Aeroflot. Flot. It's uh, Lufthansa. It exist anymore? Lufthansa. Lufthansa. And I fucking, I just booked myself on a BA flight. Managed to get on that like the last come out of fucking Saigon, and uh, <laughs> and now I'm going through the long process of trying to claim back the money I spent yeah. on Lufthansa, but Lufthansa's lady says, no, we will not be paying any insurance. The flight was cancelled for adverse weather. And I'm like, what difference does that make, you fucking cunts? British Airways were all right to fucking fly me through it. <laughs> no, we will not be paying you, Mr. Delaney. You are very mistaken. We reserve the right to cancel your flight for a bit of rain at, at short notice. You should have accepted our kind offer to go to Frankfurt for the night. We're
2: all fucking captive, aren't we? Yeah. These cunts and their fucking. But who cares?
1: Because once you've, you know, once you've won a trophy, fucking out, you're like walking on air. Everyone sort of went through this yesterday, but no one really lost it badly because everyone's just fucking spaced out and blissed Mm. out. Do you know what I mean? And I don't Mm. know how long it'll last, but um, i tell you this much. I, you know, when you wake up the next day, you think, I'm the best person in the world so are all my mates and we are now above the law and yeah uh, i bet that's how I feel I feel like I'm above the law I told at least one person at Munich airport that we were champions of Europe and therefore Brexit no longer applied to us good Good. (laughs) I said that to somebody who wouldn't let me in the shorter queue at passport control yeah but you know what Germans are like they don't get irony Uh, just look through me blankly
2: yeah Yeah. that's
1: Um, a shame but yeah, well, it's a nice feeling. It's a nice feeling. But yeah, then I nearly died this morning, but now I reckon I'm all right yeah. again. So that's the end that's of, the of the story for now. Though, isn't it? It's all part it's
2: yeah. st- all part of the saga,
1: yeah. you know.
2: And uh hopefully you'll have fully recovered by uh Sunday when we do the next episode. I yeah.
1: sure you will have done. Yeah, there'll be more there, obviously a lot of things happened on this on this trip, but as is the way with this podcast, they they trip out when they'll, they trip they'll emerge out. Yeah.
2: As and when they need to. Uh, hopefully you haven't uh, uh you know, all of the the happiness in your body and mind hasn't been used up. No,
1: you know, like used I think see I mean, think ultimately, uh, sitting talking to you now, I'm very exhausted because it was just it was the, all the travelling and everything, but also the emotional. You can imagine you sat for yeah, a lot of finals with Sunderland, yeah. Like it takes a lot out of you during the game. Like it was a very tense game, and the heat was oppressive, and it was really like I felt spent at the end after they lifted the trophy. I felt spent. Oh, bet. Um, Uh, And so I'm exhausted, but I genuinely think that this has only made me a more joyful person. I feel as if there's been a deposit of happiness and joy banked now in my heart that will never leave me.
2: Experienced new heights of joy. Yeah, it's not
1: fleeting. It's there forever now. And if anything, I'm just going to be living out louder from here on in, which is good news for podcast listeners everywhere, I would say.
2: I think so. Mm. All I can say to you is to just hydrate. Yeah, oh, weekend
1: i got it mate i got my hydration the, flask but I'm off to there Copenhagen tomorrow oh Jesus Christ because I okay. had this anniversary trip with my good wife that's right yeah I had to move it because of the final Um mm-hmm. but now I'm back I'm fucked and tomorrow morning I'm going to Copenhagen so I just hope I can fucking recover some energy and some joie de vie by then um, yeah I'm
2: sure you will because You've I made a logistical
1: of mess of the fucking flights to Denmark I only just realised I mean I'll do t- I'm embarrassed to admit this, but in the flurry of fucking reorganisation when we got to the final and I started like trying to book tickets to Prague through this elaborate route whilst simultaneously rebooking my trip to Copenhagen. My wife asked me this morning, what time are we leaving in the morning? So I looked up the flights, Andy, and they were only £40 flights. But um, somehow along the way, I had booked return flights from Copenhagen to Gatwick instead of from Gatwick to Copenhagen. So for this ah. lovely long awaited romantic weekend in Copenhagen, I just realised about two hours ago that I'd booked flights the wrong way round.
2: So you can only go you've got to go to Copenhagen first. Yeah. In order to then come back and begin the weekend, which will take yeah. place in Gatwick. Yeah, that's
1: right. <laughs> I'm, some, accidentally, something like that. I'm accidentally I'm yeah. accidentally taking my wife for a romantic weekend in Gatwick. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, I I've had to fucking rebook everything. I don't think I don't know. I mean, I don't know what's going to happen. I think we need to introduce a new level, which is fucking Fun Sam's fucking (laughs) logistical ineptitude, which is just one stage above turbo.
2: (laughs) Well, I wish you the very best of luck with it. Um, Hopefully romance will prevail. Mm. And we'll be back uh, on Monday, I guess, then, if you're away for the weekend. Uh,
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah, I'll be back on Monday. I'll be back on Monday... Mid-morning, so we can pod, pod quick, pod smooth, pod sexy. Yeah.
2: All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. And again, congratulations, Sam, on your unparalleled levels of joy and fags (laughs) in Prague. Uh, Thank you and goodbye. Goodbye.